everyone. Welcome to another episode of our Sister Friends podcast. I'm joined today co-host Jam and Sam and two special guests, Darren and George. Welcome, welcome. Great to Hi. see you guys. Everyone is looking so lovely. Thank you. Clean. You as well. You thank as well. you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Oh, let's get into it. I'm excited about this episode. It's what part two of the men where today we'll hear from the men, the single men, where they give us their viewpoints and what they expect from a relationship, what they expect from us women. Um, and without further ado, let's get into it. I'm just going to ask the gentleman to tell us just a little bit about yourselves, and um, then we'll just get straight into the meat of the matter. Who's going to start? Um, George. <laughs> um, okay. I was. Um, my name is George King. Um, I was married uh, 17 years. Wow. Um, separated three years. And I have three lovely kids. Well, actually four, because I have custody of my brother's kid. So that's basically a quick backdrop okay. of my story. All right. Thank you, George. You're welcome. All right. Uh, my name is Darren. I am 32 years old. Currently in a relationship, but I feel like if there's no ring on it, you're still single. So. <laughs> and, okay, um, Yonce. <laughs> And uh, Whoa. That's fired. That's fired real quick. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's truth. <laughs> Enjoy life. That's it. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Are you so to you? Would you categorize your relationship, Darren, as a committed relationship? Yes, of course. It's it's a committed, exclusive relationship. Monogamous. Monogamous relationship. But until I do it said, you're still single. That's how I feel. So 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 um <laughs> marriage is <laughs> Your definition. Sam speechless. Yeah, I've never Sam. seen Sam speechless. Yeah, no. So, so your definition of, um, I mean, if you're in a relationship, how are you single? What is your definition of a relationship then? No, so a, a relationship is two people who are exclusive and committed to each other. But if if somebody cheats in a relationship, it's it's just cheating. But if you cheat in a marriage, that's adultery. So I feel like that it's more serious in a marriage covenant than just a boyfriend-girlfriend. Boyfriend-girlfriend is just a play on words, but um, husband and wife is the real deal. So do you think that, if you, in that line of thinking, I have quite a few questions. <laughs> in that line of thinking, if you cheat, is it easier to in a relationship where you're not married right? As in, I do sign a piece of paper, religious ceremony, if you will, for those who care for that. If you cheat in anything that's not that situation, should it be absolved and forgiven? Does it count as, as um, does it weigh at all? Or does it just not weigh as heavily as it would weigh in a marriage? I think the latter answer that you said, um, 
if okay, if 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 you and I are in our relationship and I right, we just you and I just break up, we go our separate ways. Whereas in a marriage, if cheating takes place, then now there's there's the, the laws involved. We have the kids are involved, we have separation of assets and all these various things. So I feel it's it's more the consequences are heavier in a marriage than compared to just a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Yes, it's, it's, you, you're still going to, out of respect, you know, be committed and, um, you know, be serious in a relationship, but the consequences are heavier for a marriage. But, but, but ex- outside of the tangible things that you're going to have to sacrifice or that you have to deal with, what no. about the intangible things like your emotions, your feelings? Is, are, you, are you saying that it weighs the intangible weighs heavily heavier as well in a marriage as opposed to non-marriage could you could you kind of rephrase it because i think i okay you spoke about things that there's there's more consequences in if a if there's cheating within a marriage right and the things you spoke of are tangible things what about the intangible things is it is it if a marriage weighs more is the emotions that's hurt within a marriage deeper and stronger and a larger sacrifice than the emotions that are damaged when you're not married? Do you guys understand what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. You're basically trying to say if it's different. Yeah, I want to know. What say you, George? Well, I see things different. I understand where he's coming from, though, but I see things different, so I would have to answer that different. Okay. I feel like in a in a relationship, whether you in a committed relationship or you invest in your time with somebody, if it's a level of respect, that's why for me it's not even about love, it's about respect. Because once you respect somebody that you're with, whether you marry to them or not, you 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 know, you're gonna respect what the foundation you have as far as the trust or you know, lusting for somebody else or just trying to be with somebody else. So for me, it's about building. So whether you're married or not, I think a person should focus on building the foundation and you can't do that when you're entertaining something else. So Mm. I see things a little different. Interesting. Let me ask this follow-up. So Darren, you're saying that until you're married, um, it's just a committed relationship. And I think Sam was saying, is the emotion stronger or not as, it do, does it hurt less if you if someone cheats on you when you're boyfriend and girlfriend or when you're married? I, I think it hurts. Yeah, I think it hurts both ways. It's just that in the marriage, you have more to lose. Mm. In a relationship, you okay. don't have as much to lose. But I do, I, I believe it's still going to hurt. In the okay. marriage outside, it's still gonna hurt, yeah. Okay. Hurt equally. Equally, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. So so let me let me ask you this, George, from your perspective as someone who's been married, right? And is currently no longer married, if I understood that correctly. Separated, um, to be honest. Separated. Okay. Okay. Um, so as someone who's experienced a, a long-term marriage, 17 years, that's a long time. That's a good number and of years. That's, that's coming from somebody who was married too. So, so 
do you do you see the diff do you see a difference between married with ex with exception of the tangible things do you see the difference between being married and not being married do you would you it would you get married again i know you're separated but let's just say i mean I, i'm not i would never turn down you know that factor but right now i'm just focused on myself as far as myself and my kids because mm. you can't go to another relationship broken so for me, I have to do a lot of repair with myself. So I don't have to bring that baggage on to the next relationship. And, you know, I get to figure out who the hell I am. Because you, you think you know who you that's, are. That's some very powerful, strong words. And we, yes, I don't think we hear it often enough, to be honest. You know, that, that, that speaks volumes. That speaks growth. Where you know, I'm not ready for another solid committed grounded relationship until i heal me am mm -hmm. i hearing you right you're right because it's not fair to whoever else i decide to be with you know, it's not fair to yourself baggage. either exactly so well i come first and i didn't realize that so i have to put mm -hmm. myself first so i got to figure out well I'm, I'm in the process of figuring out who i am as a person in general because you know society changed and you know the view of society change, and the gener this generation of women is just different when I was out there. So. <laughs> yeah, so I gotta get... tell, tell me a little bit more about that. Oh yeah, they oh. didn't change. We're still here. We... Man, they had me. No, nah, it's different, man. <laughs> I, I was more of a predator back in my days, but now it's like it's it's reverse roles right now in society, which oh, is really? nothing wrong. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Is There's no meaning true? to it. So you're saying the well, women are now going after the men? The women are now the predators? Are they more the, aggressive? Are women more aggressive nowadays? I think they have to be because the, you, they, got a, you got a lot of feminine men out here. So the women <laughs> has to be aggressive because, you know, the men here is liking too. You know, they, they, they try to be too feminine. Like society's upside down. That's the way I view it. So... I see you shaking your head, Darren. You agree with George? I'm, I'm 100. I agree 100. percent Yes, sir. Hmm. Yeah, man. Society's changed, so right now I'm just observing. Whose fault it is in. it? Whose fault is it? Why is well, it? it? You can't blame nobody. You just gotta understand that's how life is. Things change. You just gotta absorb it and either adapt to it or build your little world or circle. So. Did it, do you think it happened or a contributing factor is when women became <clears throat> equal, this whole equal rights, we want equal rights, we want to be equal, going, pay. equal pay, want to go in the work world instead of staying home and, you know, being a housewife, we're out there, you know, building our careers, building our businesses, um, you know, being more assertive, do you and think independent? And thank you. Do is that a contributing factor? Is it because we became more, you know, vocal about well, that? That's always been the black woman, but society has used that in the wrong context. So you, what you just described is a strong, independent black woman. But at the end of the day, if you're talking about as far as raising a family, if you're talking about being an equal, then no. A woman is not equal. That's why 
in the Bible, if you want to go to spirituality, the woman comes from the rib, which is beside us. That doesn't depreciate her value because at the end of the day, a woman is what keeps a house afloat. When the queen is mad, then, and I can tell you that firsthand, when the queen <laughs> is mad, nothing else matters. So, you know, if, if, if somebody can accept facts for what it is, which I think that's the problem with society, you know, everybody want to go off how they feel. If you feel good, just do it. You have one life to live. Or if you want to be with another woman or another man and you same sex, go ahead. It feels good. So everybody's going off feeling and not principle or facts. Mm. So, when I say facts, two women can't reproduce, two men can't reproduce. And that's a fact. That's and a fact. Only ex- so that's what I mean when I say facts. Okay. So, okay. I feel you on that one. Darren, Darren, do you agree with George that that men have become too feminine? Uh, yes, and I believe that I believe that it was I believe that it's engineered and it's intentional. Um, the, 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 okay. uh, we can only speak on the black community because I'm I'm black, we're black, so I, I can only speak on that. But uh, the the strongest unit of the black community is the black family. Right? Absolutely. The the father, the mother, and the children. And society knows that a strong, a strong black community, it revolves around that. So if you wanna if you wanna destroy the black community, you gotta attack the black family. And so with the whole, like what Deloney was saying, with feminists, with the feminist movement, which came in the 1950s, which was paraded as something that was supposed to be a benefit to everybody, mm-hmm. or especially women. It was a detriment to black women, and this is why. Absolutely. Um, what happened is, is that okay? Um, as you have more independent black women, right? The government set up programs and so forth where the only way that you can receive certain benefits is if the father is not in the home. That's mm. section eight. Section eight. Section eight. So you have the government promoting something that is going to be beneficial to you when the house is divided, the father cannot be in the home or else you do not qualify for the section eight. That's one. Mm. Um, another thing coming back from slave days is where you have um, mothers who raise their daughters to be strong-willed, to be independent, to be strong because you never know when you, never know when you might have to be on your own. Whereas mm. they kind of nurtured and you know, in a sense neutered their boys to not be aggressive, to not be a threat to society because the slave master may do whatever. So what happened is, is you have um, mothers who baby their sons, mm, who create okay. strong women. And so now you have this role reversal where we have all these strong black women and we have weak men and they're not attracted to each other because the roles are reversed. And I oh. think that, that's kind of what has contributed to, you know, this off balance. That's a very interesting point. I've never, honestly, I've never looked at it that way. I, I guess I just contributed it. I contributed it to the mother's um, baby in their kids, especially the sons, where they're allowed to you know, not, not, you don't have to stand up. You don't have to be strong while us girls, you know, you're kind of raised to, you have to stand up on your own kind of way. Like 
you're the one that has to learn all the chores, but still do your homework, still participate in activities, you know, while the son just gets to sit and live his best life. Well, and he served his food but while the daughter's course. in the kitchen cooking it. The boy served his food. But of course. How? I mean, sorry, go ahead, Sam. I, 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 I believe it or not. And you ladies know how I am about the whole independent thing. Cause I just, I think, I think the strength of a woman is unmatched and it's just innate within us, especially a black woman. But um, I, I do agree to a certain point with Darren. I do. I, I, I agree that um, I, I agree that the feminist movement was an anti-black woman movement in the United States. Right. So um, and I, I believe that to this day, the feminist movement in the United States is anti-black woman movement. I don't believe that there is support for black women within the feminist movement here. Um, I agree with you as far as government subsidies, 100 um, percent, that that is designed to destroy the black families and the, the quote unquote minority families. Um, I do believe that there is a threat to the stable black home in in the it not just in the united states unfortunately because the united states is so influential i believe that spilled over into a lot of other mm-hmm. territories as yes. well um that mindset and that mentality so i agree with that 100 percent, and i and i think that i find that um that uh delinquent um non-sustaining men are Live are are shown more, right? Mm. Whether it be in media or whatever it may be, and the 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 father who's committed, who's faithful, who's a good father is not right, and it's not advertised as much, and it's not shown as much, and it's so the stereotype has been tilted, right? So mm. I agree with that one hundred percent. Let let me piggyback off of that. Let me um throw throw something else in the ring here. What point in a relationship do you think it's the time to, as Darren started out, put a ring on it? So you found a person, you've gone out a few times, you've grown to meet the person. What, What makes you know that this is the right person to go to the next step to get married to? Um, is that for everybody or? Oh yeah, go ahead, George. <laughs> well, you're gonna know. You know, if you, for my my situation, I I knew it when I first saw my wife. Even if I'm not with her anymore, you know, I knew when I saw her that that's the one I was gonna marry. And wow. I actually said that to a friend. So, you know when the person's for you, you know, just like you know when the season is coming, and just like a a relationship can last a season, you know, when it's winter, summer, spring, you know, when things are approaching, you get accustomed to, how you say, watching out for, you know, little signs of the time or to reference the person I'm using the season. But mm. you'll know when somebody's for you. It's natural. Oh. But don't mistake what's for you as far as love for lust. Okay. That's what that's what we fall short at. Okay. Go ahead, Darren. Your turn. Your take. Um. So I, I kind of want to kind of 
not take the question, but kind of just put a twist on it for you, if you don't That's mind. That's fine. That's uh, fine. So if if you believe that the person is for you and then things don't work out, was that person really for you? Mm. What's the deal breaker, in other words? Like you met the per you you saw the person, this is gonna be my future bride. So basically, what could break that that thought, that 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 flow, that process, the next step? Is that what you're saying? Right. What's what's the deal breaker? What is the deal breaker? I would say for me, I know I'm not a dude, but <laughs> I would say for me, it's I, I do believe that people come into our lives for a purpose. Um, and I do oh, yeah. believe that they may have been the one for a purpose. Yeah. Right. The season they have brought, okay. yes, season. they have may have brought. Season. And I've I've experienced, I myself have experienced love, and it's not an a forever love, but it was a purposeful love. Right? Mm. That's give you a taste of what a purposeful love is. Yeah, exactly. I, I love the answer, Sam, because I feel like a lot of times we sometimes we marry the one who was supposed to be for a season and we turned it into a lifetime. And um, we, God basically put that person for us to learn things about ourselves or for us to grow. And once that time is up, then you, you let the person go. And I know from um, my personal experience, because I, I was never married, but I was, I did get to the point of engagement where I believe that, you know, this person who I've been dating, who she met my family, um, we have been um, dating for about four years. Both families know each other. In my heart of hearts, I felt like she was the one. But, you know, there were still these red flags, which I said that, oh, you know, they'll go away with time. Mm. So I, I, I failed to pay attention to the red flags, which kind of made her not the one. But uh, I think you just got to find that person who's not perfect, but perfect for you. Nobody's and perfect. Nobody's perfect. Uh, excuse me. Uh, you're not perfect. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble, boo. You're not perfect. None of us are. But you're close, slow. You're close. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's my take on it. Okay. I, I, I kind of, I have another question because I'm very intrigued. And and now part one with uh, the episode we did with the married men, um, this this was a big issue. This was a big um, point of conversation as well. With and I and I and I will just kind of give you a little bit of background. Is that I myself was married I am divorced I am currently not married and I have been I think it's about 14 years since I've been married and I um have spent a lot of time you know as a single person I went through the the, the what George is going through now but getting to know myself again to get to understand myself again getting to love myself again as as me and not me with a husband right mm -hmm. so I, I went through that it was a beautiful phase I recommend it for everybody <laughs> but I I I am and in I, because of a need right because I went through all of this I am an independent woman you know I lived in a country where I have no family so I you know did a lot of the raising of my son without a lot of help so I life forced me to be an independent woman. And I, I wear that title with pride, right? Because it was, it was a lot of work and it's just the way the cards fell for me. But what 
So someone like me, or, you know, say you meet a woman like me, what is that attractive or not attractive? Because just mm. based on what you gentlemen have been saying about a woman being strong and carrying a home and it changing the dynamics of the family life. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but I would never reference that as a downfall of, of to be a strong, independent woman. But that shouldn't be your, how you say, your, your main focus to say, I'm, I don't need anybody, I'm strong, independent. It's good that you can be independent and you don't depend on nobody, but at the end of the day, it's always good to have somebody by your side. So when I say, or I think when he's referring to society saying a strong, independent woman, they were society was using that against the black men to say, mm. hey, you don't need a man in your life. You know, you can take care of your kids on your own. And believe it or not, you know, when that Beyonce, you know, to the left, all that bullshit, excuse my language, when it came out, That's fine. <laughs> you know, you know, around that time, you know, a lot of women thought that, hey, we don't need a nigga. I don't want, I don't want no scrub. Blah 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 blah, and now it's those generation of kids that Robin have no respect for nothing. They don't even respect the street code. They don't even know their identity because they never had a father there to observe or to tell them, "Yo, my son, tighten up," or "This is how the world gonna treat you." But they had nothing but hormones and emotion, which mm. you know, women are full of estrogen. You know, they they create life. So yeah, you put that and you put that to, to a child who has no guidance you have society today so That's it all so depends true. on how you how you apply that information you can't just go out and say fuck men you know yeah you know you respect men but at the end of the day you don't need a man it's not the end of the world you can survive but you can't survive you society won't thrive without the black men i'm not just saying men i'm saying black men okay so let me ask you this um george so in your opinion, do you see that a woman getting a husband, getting married, is that the highlight of, I shouldn't say the highlight of her life, but is that one of the best things to happen to the woman or should, or is uh, it the best thing that happened to a couple? That's the best thing that happened to the both individuals. It doesn't go towards one sex or one origin. It goes towards whoever decide to join forces because you have, instead of one mind, you have two minds. Instead of one income, you have two incomes. So it's not beneficial to the woman as if she's weak, you mm. know, and saying that, hey, if she, if she power up with a man, it's always beneficial to her. At the end of the day, you know, it's a woman that encourages a man to go out there and conquer the world. You know, when you go out there, you deal with racism and all the other shit we got to deal with every day. When we come home to a queen who lifts us up and, you know, encourages, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's two people, man. It's not one person. So it's, How should your queen lift you up when you come home? You've had a long day, you know, you didn't even get lunch and you come home. What is your ideal situation to come home to? If you're referring to like food and cooking, you know, when I my marriage, I did all the cooking. So not, not just, just food, just you walking through the door, what would make you feel like, you know, man, this woman got my back? If she understands, you know, one, when I walk through the door and I'm having a bad day off rip, she should, if she, she should know just like I would know her. 
Okay. So when you're with somebody, that's why I say for me, whether you're in a committed relationship or you're dating somebody, it's building because you're learning the person. So that's part of, you know, building. You know, when I walk through that door, she should already know, and I would already know if, you know, if she had a bad day or it was hell at home with the kids or if she's working too, because that doesn't mean she had to stay home and work. I'm just giving an example. Right. If I walk through that door, you know, we should be so intertwined with each other that she know I had a bad day. So she would already know how to approach me because we would have that understanding and that foundation. Mm. So, you know, all that comes with building. And it's very important to build because you get to know, you know, where this, why this foundation is important, why this wood is important, you know, why the installation is important. Everything has a purpose in this household. So mm. building is very important. Okay. And she would know that when I walked through the door. All right, Darren, what, 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 what will, what is your expectation? You're in a relationship now. Um, even though you're not at the next step at marriage, for you, what would be the ideal thing for you to come home to? Uh, I think for me, ideal would be, you know, just one acknowledgement, just to acknowledge that I'm there. You know, at work, a lot of times you have to put on a lot of masks and be a lot of different people. Right. So when you come home, it's a, it's kind of a, a freedom to just be yourself. Mm. And so that's, maybe that freedom to just be yourself and not have to, you know, not have any expectations and maybe just a couple minutes to just unwind and not have to, you know, talk or engage and then eventually come back and then we talk about the day and so forth. So um, that, that's, that's good for me. Mm-hmm.